Ephesians 5, and in this time, we're going to look um, verse 17. Last week, we saw verse, um, verse 15 and verse 16. We already see how, oh my, oh, in other words, why we need to manage, redeem, using well our time. The reason is because God gives us time. Also, God gives to us His Spirit in order to please Him, in order to glorify Him, not only for salvation, but to help us to walk in through the Christian life or in the Christian life, um, we already also understand and see that there's consequences for being negligent in our lives, to not pay attention to what we are living. And today this is part two, and I and I'm gonna read a text to you from yeah from verse 17 to verse 21. Therefore, do not be foolish, but understand what the will of the Lord is. And do not get drunk with wine, for there is debauchery, but be, be, be filled with the Spirit, addressing one another in psalms and hymns and a spiritual song. Sing and make melody to the Lord with your heart giving thanks always and for everything to God the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, submitting to one another out of reverence for Christ. I think the big idea of those verses, and we can have others' big ideas, is discerning well the time in which we live and seek every opportunity, brethren, to live for God's glory. And my point number one tonight, for two points only, is to not be fool. To not be fool. To not live like a fool. Look with me, verse 17, one more time. Therefore, do not be foolish, but understand what the will of the Lord is. If you look with me, the verse number one in the beginning of this chapter He's exhorting you to be imitator of God. Imitator. He's not telling you, be like God. No, he's telling you, be imitator. Whatever God ordained, whatever God did, you should to do it. You know, like example number one. If God command me to be holy or because God is holy, He commands us to be holy, we must desire holiness. We need to desire holiness in our, in, our, in our lives. So, don't be fool, but be diligent. Don't be fool, but be diligent. And if, look, if you can look with me, verse 15, one more time, Making the best use of your time because the days are evil. This text also is calling us to discern what and what time 
we live. And what time we live. As diligent persons, we observe the time and time and time daily. We need to pay attention to our lives. You know, many of us probably spend more time in looking and observing other lives of the life of others and judge others. But we need to spend more time observing our lives. Christian, what are you doing with your time? And the answer of that question should to be or have to push you to this, to this other answer. Is if I'm wasting my time and pleasing my flesh, pleasing sin, obeying the world, or actually adopting the wisdom of the world, I'm lost in, I'm losing my time. I'm not being a faithful steward. If you read this whole chapter, he's also calling you to not be foolish in talk. Not only in talk, but in life. He's warning you, also in warning me, to be thankful, to be thinking and looking Christ's inheritance of the kingdom of God. He's challenging you to look the time with the eyes of the kingdom. Means this that you have to take advantage for every single minute to live according to God's word. Not to live for yourselves. Actually, he's telling, he's exhorting, deny yourselves. Deny yourselves. How? How is saying that I have to be denied to myself? Verse 18, do not get drunk with wine. Do not get drunk with wine. And he's telling you, but be filled, be filled with the Spirit. Now right here is calling the Holy Spirit. Fulfill your heart and your mind with the Holy Spirit. How? By renewing your mind with the Word. By reading God's Word. By studying God's Word. By meditating God's Word. To be with God what Word is preaching. So then may you get fed by the Word. And you can get instructions how to live the Christian life. Not only to informing you. And what is the Christian life? No, this is the Christian life or this is the gospel. You should to live according to the gospel. That have to be your desire. That have to be your desire. Knowing more God. That's about saving or redeeming or using time well. Knowing God. In verse 7, same in, in, in chapter 5, he say another, therefore, therefore, do not become partners with them. With who? With the world. So you're not spending your time where? In the world. So you're not spending your time serving your flesh, but serving your God. Remember the first, therefore, in verse number one, therefore, be imitators of God. Paul also mentioned that you have to be imitators of him 
because he is an imitator of who? Of Christ. A faithful servant, a humble servant, a loving servant, an obedient servant. Brethren, today and tomorrow, we need to gain any opportunity for do good to others. Every opportunity. We have to look for whatever for good, do good. But why, what is good works? According to the scripture is to look for the widow. Look for the orphans. Serving the homeless. Sharing the gospel of Jesus Christ. Help you brothers and sisters in faith. Minister one another. Sharing the gospel with unbelievers. Having time for your own family. Having time for your own devotion is doing good to you. Doing good to your neighbors. The one who, who live close to you. Maybe your parents can be your sister. Actually, look and, 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 and discern. Uh, may I doing good to others? Where I spend the time in me or actually doing good to others. Not to myself, but to others. Paul, in Colossians chapter 4, verifies he said this, walk in wisdom. Walk in wisdom. Making the best use of your time. Be faithful stewards of the time that you receive. And he said this in verse 6 in Colossians 4. Let your speech always be gracious. Season it with salt so that you may know how you ought to answer to each person now what we can get from this verse walking in wisdom walking in wisdom in other words walking in the fear of the lord walking in the fear of the lord let me give you one use that you can get tonight one use is this by walking in fear of the lord is when i'm gonna sit down and i'm gonna start spending time in my phone i'm gonna have presence that I have to fear the Lord. Or when I'm alone in my job, I have to be fear that Lord is watching me, that I'm not stealing the time for my employers. Wives in, in, in home alone. They need to fear the Lord that they are not stealing the time of the husband or, or the kids. Imagine this example. A wife who is sitting in the couch for eight hours watching Facebook and the children, they are hungry, dirty, dirty, thirsty. You just imagine all the necessities that the children have. And that mom is a faithful steward of the time that God is given to her because she has the privilege to be at home and not working. Also, can, we can apply that to a pastors. If the pastor is spending more time in Facebook or in other areas, then be in the Word, diligent study and prayer and do good words to proclaim the gospel. He's not a faithful steward 
of the time that God gave it to him. He had one privilege, being home in order to serve well the congregation. See? So to what is fool then? What is a fool? Because we can understand fool from the world perspective, but the Bible make another case for fool. They, they give us the true answer. Senseless. A person who don't have sense of the life. Remember with me, the Paul is talking to Christian, and he's challenged the Christian, encouraged the Christian to walk like God, to walk like Christ. So if you are walking out, outside of God's will, or outside of God's standard, or outside of God's word, you are a sinless person. You are a fool. So make sure that you and I, we are in God's way. Look with me, for example, Proverbs 23, verse 29. And if anyone can read it for me, Proverbs 23, verse 9. Do not speak in the hearing of a fool, for he will despise the good sense of your word. Do you know what? Do you not speak? Do you going to listen then? Do you going to listen God's wisdom and God's advice? Do you going to... Understand the exhortation for Paul. Walk like God. Be imitator of this God. Be imitator of Christ. And another sense of the word fool in the Bible is without refraction. Without refection. There's a person who probably is asleep. Time passes around him. Seeing pass around him, all the miseries around him, and he don't have any sense of the danger that is. That's why he's warning us. Verse A in chapter 5. Walk as children of light. Walk as children of light. He already told you, be imitators of Christ. Not be fool, but walk as Christ. Walk, I'm sorry, walk as children of life. And in other words, it's walking like Christ walk in earth, doing good works. Be a testimony for others. And another sense for the word fool in the Bible is acting rashly. Like, like a person without conscience, a person without law, a person without light in their eyes, a person who cannot listen to others. That's a fool. So don't be like that. Walk like Christ's children. Let your light shine. Let the testimony of the gospel shine in the dark world that we live in today. Can our friends 
say this about us. Yeah, he is a Christian. He is different than others. You know, there, there's other commentaries from unbelievers. They didn't going to say, you're a religious man or a religious woman. You're so hypocrite. Every, every Christian is hypocrite and blah, 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 blah. But there's another testimony that sometimes we hear. You're different. So, something in you is different. You're not living like the others. You're not acting like the others. Can our friends say that? Verse 9 say, For the fruit of the lie is found in all that is good and right and true. And try to discern what is pleasing to the Lord. Are you spending time in discerning what is pleasing to the Lord? That, like, whatever decision you're going to make tonight or tomorrow or, or you already made, is pleasing the Lord? Do you have the time to just sit and discern and say, Lord, what is your will? Lord, what do you command to my life? You see, using and or manage the time is not about giving you a schedule. It's not about giving me, giving, uh, yeah, giving to you five points how you manage your, your time. It is about where's your heart? Where is your mind? What are your thoughts? Discern. Discern, brothers. What pleasing our Lord and Savior. And keep, keep in verse 11. Take no part in the unfruitful works of darkness. But instance, expose them. Expose them. Do you expose them? The way you're living? The way you're using your time? Look, let me give you this example. Like Sunday. Some restaurant works on Sundays. Or other places work on Sundays. Imagine a, faith, a so-called faithful Christian saying, You know what? Uh, I'm going to work because the employer is asking me for work. And he worked. And then the others see that this man not attending in that Sunday to church. One of them approached to him and said, why are you not attending to church? Well, because I have to obey my boss and my boss say I have to stay. And that's a good testimony. Actually, according to the scripture. When we acting like them, that there's like there's no God. If you're not attending to I mean, if people can call me legalist and whatever, I don't care. But if you're not attending to the Lord's day in church in order to you get fed by the word and worship him, you're a idolater. You're a idolater. You're actually, you're actually telling the word, there's no God. There's only me and my friends. That's what you get from the Bible in order to rebuke you for you skip the Lord's day. Or Bible studies. Or prayer meetings. You just name it. Every time we say no to something in order to please ourselves, we are idolaters. Now in emergency cases, yes. Yes, emergency. Sickness, whatever, accidents, whatever. But when we say yes to the world, 
and not to God, we are idolaters. And we should to repent for the sins. So with that in mind, brethren, look for any time for glorify God. Means this, all your 24 hours, worship Him, glorify Him forever. I want to read to you Romans 12, verse 2, and say this, Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind, by testing you, may you discern what is the will of God, what is good and acceptable and perfect. Do you have that time for you? Do you have this desire, Christian? Do not be conformed by this word, but to be transformed by the word of God. Do you look yourself more like the world than Christ? Do you talk like the world? Do you think like the world? Do you live like the world? Are you going to die like the world too? Or are you going to repent and say, Well, yes, I have to be transformed by the renew of my mind. So now I'm going to take seriously God's word and I'm going to test in. All this life in order to please my God, in order to understand what is the will of God. Because the will of, the will of God, it is acceptable, it is good, and it is perfect. And you don't have defense against that. You don't have another option as Christians. The will of God, brethren. We need to discern our lives, discern our time, discern what we are doing with our lives. First Thessalonians says 4 and 3. Chapter 4, verse 3. For this is the will of God. Listen up. Your sanctification. You invest in more time in your sanctification? Husband and wives, singles. Or you invest in more time and make damage to your brain? Are you being more influenced by the world? Are you not renewing, destroying your mind by the influence of the world? He keeps saying this, Paul in Thessalonians, that you abstain from sexually immorality. That's the first one. That's the first one. The reason many Christians dealing with sins and fighting with sin for a long time is this is the answer. They're not discerning the times. They're not discerning the times. That way, they don't have fear for God. They probably forget that God is watching us day and night. And everything that we're saying, doing, it's writing in the book. And we're going to give account, brethren, for everything that we do in this earth. And there's no second chance. I hear from a preacher last Sunday. I'm not going to say the name in order to not be in problems. But I hear someone who say this. 
only unbelievers going to be judged in the last day. That's wrong. We're going to give account to God. Believers and unbelievers, according to our confession, that's what our con we confess as, as Baptists. But, different between me and unbeliever is this. We have Christ. We have this almighty God who rescue us, who redeem us, who make us perfect and He's still working in us and He's going to present that day. Yes, it is finished and I pay for that man or I pay for that woman, but don't take that lightly. Do not take that lightly, Christians. Because Christ died for you and your sin make Christ go to the cross. And second point, to understand the will of the Lord. We don't, be, we don't have to be full. Don't be full, but understand the will of the Lord. Do not pursue your desires of our flesh and, and the counsel of the world, but rather uh, be fulfilled by the Spirit. Be fulfilled by the Spirit. Verse 9, how? If we can answer, the verse 9 is going to answer for us how? Addressing one another. Exhorting. The right, uh, this is a wrong translation, I believe. Should to be exhorting. Because addressing means exhorting, rebuking one another. In Psalms. Means singing in the congregation. When we sing, when we sing in the church, we're not singing to to pastors or church, hear you wonderful and mighty voice. It's an exhortation to one another. When we sing Psalm number one, for example, blesses the man, we remember and we understand that it's Christ. And we actually, when I sing Psalm number one in the congregation, I'm telling you, the blessed man is Christ. So you have confidence in him, trust in him. But Question for me and for you. And we actually sing to the Lord with our hearts. Are we actually worship Him with our lives? Are we actually present our lives as a, as a living sacrifice? Like one day I, I, I was preaching from 1 Peter. There isn't enough evidence. For someone kill you for big Christians? Or he can be confused. And say, well, you know what? You're like me. You are a fool like me. There's no difference. So it's sorting one another. There's a good opportunity to do good to our neighbors and to our brothers, right? Let's sort one another. Encourage one another. Loving one another. Instruct one another. Cry with one another. Suffering with one another. Laughing with one another. Be happy with one another. Exhort one another with the word of God. Just Sunday? Just Wednesday? Daily. Daily. When you see your brothers, exhort with the word of God. Encourage 
with the Word of God? Or you actually spend time with your brothers to do things like the Word? To just wasting the time? What are you doing with your time, Christian? Seriously, ask, ask your question. What am I doing with my time? Man being faithful servant. Not according and not answer that question according to your own wisdom, but to the wisdom of God. Discern. Discern. And this exhortation requires from us the correct use of our time. But for what one? And that's the conclusion. But for what? For God, verse 20, read with me, giving thanks always and for everything to God the Father. For glorify Him, for exalt Him. And He said, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. And let me give you five points in conclusion. Quickly, five points. For what? For what I, I have to not be a fool? And for what I have to use in my time well. And for what I have to understand the will of God. And for what I have to discern the times. Number one. To proclaim His, his beauties. To proclaim His beauties. When you give thanks to God always for everything. To God. Look the word for everything. Do you proclaim His beauty? If you are giving only thanks by word but not by action, that's hypocrisy, right? So you proclaim his beauties to others, to unbelievers, to yourself, to, to obey his commands. Do you worry about obeying God's commands? Or you don't care? And you know what? I'm happy with John chapter 3 verse 16. God loved me. And that's enough. And then you find this same guy who say, love the world. The guy who died for you for love saying this. Take your cross and follow me. Deny yourself. Love one another. Do you delight in the presence of God? That's number three. To delight in his presence. Do you delight in him? Do you want to worship Him? Do you, want, do you want to obey Him? Because from verse 1 to verse 14, it's a command to obey God. It's a command to walking like to walking as children of light. It's not to walking half and half. I already told you the only thing is half and half is my cream for my coffee. There's not such a thing as half Christian and half, half unbeliever. For to mortify sin in your life. To hate sin. To discern. How, what is the, when was the last time? When was the last time when you and me asked God, God, please search my heart. Search my heart. And rebuke me and help me. Brethren, God is, God is, God is gracious. Don't forget that. He's willing to help him to help me. Like this. He's not like, you know what, let me think. Probably later. You know what, 
When I feel wet, uh, when I feel well, I'm gonna help you. Stay there, okay? No move. No, he's willing to help you. He's willing to encourage you. Five and lastly, for glorify God in everything. In everything, brethren. Everything. Job, death, sickness, difficulties, persecution, death. Everything that's discouragement is, is there. Glorify Him. So the last question. And con finally conclusion. Where you spend your time? Where am I spending my time? And glorify Him in everything? And worship Him in everything? And living as children of life? Of light? Or living like the world? Let's pray. Father, thank you for...